0: Welcome to the Holly Shook Podcast. Wait, back-to-back weeks? What are we doing here? I'm Armin, and I'm joined, as always, by my lovely, incredible co-host, my favorite co-host, Ryan Alkire. Rye. what are we doing here? Back-to-back weeks? We only do two podcasts a month, right? I know. I feel so weird about this. Like,
1: I feel like I'm putting too much effort into this (laughs) by being here again. You guys know I do the bare minimum. Like, how am I here again?
0: So what are you doing here? What am I doing
1: here? I don't think the world will ever know what we're really ever doing every week.
0: Existential crisis.
1: We're a mess, but we actually have some pretty exciting news. It involves why we are here again. You probably all are like, wait, I just listened to you guys talk like last week. Why do I have to listen to you again? Well, you don't have to, but you should. But... We're super excited because we're gonna start doing kind of mini episodes, mini sodes, if you will, um, once a month. And this is our first mini sod. But instead of focusing on scandals from the past, we're gonna be doing current scandals that happened within the past week or so. You guys know I'm not good at history, <laughs> and like the farther back you go, the least like less I know about it. You never know what year it is. I never know what year it is, but I do know what week it is. So I can do stuff. Barely. week. I barely know what week it is, but I do know better than what year it is. So I feel like this is going to be really good for me.
0: <laughs> I think you guys are going to love this new format. But if you do want to get more, Rai, we have to tell everyone about Patreon. This is the big moment. Here's the thing. People were asking for this. We typically have done, since Holly Shook has launched, two scandals a month where you cover one and I'll cover one, and they're historic scandals. But people were hitting us up, asking for more, asking for current scandals as well. So this is our solution. We decided we're going to do one bonus podcast per month on the public feed. However, we'll be doing two more of these sort of podcasts where we cover current scandals in a very similar format to this on Patreon only. And if you don't know what Patreon is, and I don't think Rai even knows what it is.
1: I have no idea what this is. You've tried to explain it to me like five times. I'm still like,
0: wait, what? Maybe you'll get it this time then. Possibly. So, eh, probably not. <laughs> so Patreon is a platform for content creators and consumers. It's a way for consumers to support content creators And it's also a space where content creators like us can provide exclusive content for all of our supporters. So for only $2 a month, you will get access to two additional Holly Shook podcasts if you visit patreon.com backslash Holly Shook. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com backslash Holly Shook. Was that a great infomercial right there? Did you like how I delivered that? That was so good. I like feel like I'm about to sign up. <laughs> and I'm doing it. There are other tiers, by the way. So there is a $5 tier. There is a $10 tier. And you can visit the page and learn more about those and the additional benefits. But for as little as $2 a month, you get the two additional podcasts. And if we if we reach our goal of 50 or more patrons, then we will even do another podcast on top of that for patreon only which will be a fan chosen scandal podcast so you will get to decide the scandal that we cover and that will be on patreon only so if you like our podcast you want to support us you want us to do more because this is hard to do and you need we need additional support to be able to expand and grow and do more stuff So the more support we get on Patreon, the more we can do here. And maybe even we'll add another public podcast. We'll see. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's chill out, okay? (laughs) I see Ryan's getting stressed here. But (laughs) (laughs) if you do support us, we can do more. So think about it. I mean, why not?
1: This podcast that we're going to do today, which is on the public feed, obviously, you're all listening to It's going to be really fun. So for $2 a month, you can get two more of these. I mean... It's like basically no money. I wouldn't even notice if $2 was going away
0: every month. It's a dollar per podcast. And if we reach our goal, it's even less per podcast. I can't even do the math on it. Mm-mm. But $2 for three podcasts a month?
1: Like, um, I'm just
0: shook thinking about how good of a deal that is.
1: <gasps> oh my God. So shook. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's stop talking about that and just prove to them how good it's going to be by getting into what this new little pod's going to be about.
0: Let's get into it. Okay. First segment on this Current Scandal Podcast is going to be called the Celebrity Birthday of the Week. Rye, hit us up with your first celebrity. This is where we're going to shout out a celebrity and their birthday, but also do a mini dive into a scandal that they may have had. Which, by the way, this could be us tagging A Scandal for a Future Holly Shook where we will do a super, super deep dive. That's what's great about this segment. It's actually research for us.
1: Yeah. I personally have
0: mentioned this celebrity many a time. I know who you picked. Shut up. Can I say it before you even give me a hint? Do you want to give me a hint?
1: Okay, fine. Guess who I did.
0: Anna Nicole Smith.
1: Yes, the dumb bitch.
0: (laughs) You hate. So Ryan has a huge feud with Anna Nicole Smith. Do you want to to lay it out there? I'll get into it. Yeah, give give the background for the people.
1: Okay. Oh, my God. I'm, like, already worked up about this. I'm so annoyed. So, freaking, what's her name? Anna Nicole Smith. Her birthday is November 28th, which is today, um, in 1967. So, happy birthday, her whatever. I feel bad, like, talking shit about someone who's dead, but, ugh, she's so annoying. So, she freaking, the reason I don't like her, you guys, is she freaking died on my birthday, <laughs> And it was in 2007, and I was turning. How old was I turning? 14? No, yeah, 14. And Ryan doesn't know years, people. He doesn't even know (laughs) the year of his own birth. (laughs) I just did math in my head. It was hard. She died in on my birthday, February 8th, in 2007, and it was just really obnoxious because I like really was enjoying my birthday and like kind of like people were like paying attention to me and I didn't have like a lot of friends in middle school so it was kind of like my day where people were like oh my god Ryan and I was like oh my god everyone's pretending to be my friend um (laughs) and then all of a sudden in second period freaking my teacher comes up and like announces to the class that Anna Nicole Smith died and then everyone was talking about that the rest of the day and I was like I didn't even get through two full periods with it being about me like She couldn't have at least waited until the end of the day. That was selfish. And I'm like, and why were you even doing drugs at like eight in the morning? Anyway, so that's why I don't really like her, but
0: she's fine. Um, The day Anna Nicole Smith one-upped Ryan. It's like so obnoxious. And you can't even get back at her. That's the most disappointing part. And
1: I did honestly like her before she died. But then it was like, why? Like, you couldn't even have waited one more day, maybe? Like, and then... (laughs) I could have like had my day and then you could have had your day and then I could have still been like sad that you were dead because it would have been the day after my birthday. So it's like, okay, I already had my moment.
0: Probably the most selfish thing
1: Anna Nicole Smith has ever done. Well, maybe not so much because maybe the second most selfish thing she did. The first most selfish thing she did was, which is her scandal. Believe it or not, her dying on my birthday was not the scandal.
0: She's had a few. She had a few. Remember her reality show?
1: Oh, loved her reality show. But you guys probably know, I'm just going to give like a brief... So we're not going to go deep into detail on these little mini-pods. We're just going to give like a brief little like kind of like a summary, kind of like a preview. I might actually go deep into this on an episode like further down the road. But y'all probably remember that she married a dead man, basically. <laughs> um, so she married this guy named Jay Howard Marshall... Um, and he was 86 years old when they married, she married him and she was 26 years old. But he looked 106 years old. He looked 137 years old. He, He was old, you guys. Like, oh my God, there's like pictures of them like together. And I'm like, he is actually a corpse. And they got together. She was already married and she divorced, um, her husband when she met this old guy And then they got married like a year later, a year and a half later. And he died 13 months after they got married. So literally a year and one month. I think he just died of old age. He was freaking 90 years old when he died. Yeah. Like, God, how did you even live that long? Um, So of course, everyone jumps to the conclusion of like, okay, well, obviously this hot like model, like 26 year old married this old guy because he was a billionaire. He literally was like worth billions of dollars.
0: He was like an and oil
1: tycoon, right? Oil tycoon, yeah. Um he owns 16% of this huge like oil industry, which like is crazy because he's only like a billionaire and he only
0: owns 16%, so it's like what the heck? How much does everyone else own and how rich are they? That oil money, right? You got to look into that oil money. It's real. It's something else. So
1: his part of his 16% of that industry was worth 1.6 billion dollars, which I'm just like oh my God, I hate everything. So that means that 1% is worth... Nope, not doing the math. But um, anyway, so she was like, he left me out of the will, but he promised me like half of his estate. And then like his estranged son also came out of the like cuts and was like, he also promised me half. And everyone's
0: <laughs> like, what the hell? And... Um, you have a lot of friends when you're rich and you die. Right. So A lot of family and friends. <laughs> I mean,
1: y'all... You can say what you will, but there's there's even like proof that she never had sex with him, uh, never like was like intimate with him. And how about a blow job?
0: No blow job? N- no. Not even said,
1: a BJ? No, because listen, it's well, his dick, like, I don't know how well it would have worked. <laughs> but anyway, um it said that she only kissed him less than 10 times on the mouth in their 13 months of marriage. Which is like really sad. So she obviously married him for the money went to court she went bankrupt actually and then um eventually she was awarded a certain amount of money do you want to guess how much money she was awarded 50 million how much 50 million oh no she was awarded the amount of interest that his stakes rose just during the 13 months of marriage so they were like we can't give you everything, but we'll give you like how much interest was gained on his money during your marriage. How much was that? That could be a lot of money. Four hundred and forty-nine million seven hundred and fifty-four thousand one hundred and thirty-four dollars. That's how much money his money gained in thirteen months. Jay Howard is, Marshall. That's how interest works, you guys. Um <laughs> so she ended up fucking balling out um she wasn't bankrupt no more i'll tell you that Um, but you
0: know what good for her she spent 13 hard months with that guy with an old dude i'm like what did they talk about (laughs) Uh, they talked about oil she's always asking so how how are those oil interests doing so what's an oil (laughs) Uh, so yeah that's
1: Ann smith just like a little basic like rundown of marrying an old dude and then
0: becoming rich and then dying on my birthday and being a complete fucking bitch about it, too. See, you got to do Anna Nicole Smith one day. She does deserve her own Holly Shook podcast because I remember that trial was super contentious.
1: Yeah, no, there was a whole trial. I, like, read about it a little bit but I'm not going to go into that. That's for the full episode. I just feel like I'm a little bit, like, too still personally attacked by this. Like, I'm really actually worked up right now (laughs) because, like, I still never got over that and I, maybe I should talk about it like outside of the pod so that the personal um, attack, I don't, I'm don't, i not biased because I'm very biased right now.
0: Can I just been. say, Rai, if she died on February 9th, she would have started a feud with another boy who was just trying to enjoy his birthday.
1: Yeah, but that's not me. I don't care about them. I didn't say that she couldn't ruin someone else's day.
0: I'm just and saying, I- if you weren't one-upped, someone else would
1: have been. All right, well that person probably doesn't have a celebrity scandal podcast. Um so it doesn't really matter to them cuz it doesn't come back into their daily life every time that
0: I record something. And and Ryan is not exaggerating people. He thinks about this every day, once a day. This is a I big
1: deal. F- when we used to do Rime, I feel like I got this got brought up like multiple times without even Anna Nicole Smith being brought
0: up. Like it actually affects me on my day to day and I'm so annoyed. <laughs> so I'll do my celebrity birthday. I purposefully didn't choose Anna Nicole Smith because I knew you were going to do it. I know. I was like, he is going to see this pop up and know I'm going to do it. She is the obvious choice, though. But I went somewhere different. I went to a place that I think you'll be surprised by. Uh Uh-oh. Happy birthday to Jon Stewart. I did see Jon Stewart. I did see Jon Stewart. It's his birthday today. We're recording on November 28th so happy birthday Jon Stewart he was born uh, in 1962 he's 55 years old or 56 now happy birthday I just want to say not many scandals or controversies in Jon Stewart's life that doesn't shock me but seems like cookie cutter pretty cookie cutter but there is one that I remember and I wouldn't tag this story for a future episode which makes it kind of perfect for this segment because it is a small, tiny little scandal. There's not a lot to flesh out, and there's not a lot more info on this scandal. It's a I contained like it. scandal. Yeah. So in 2015, Wyatt Cenac, are you familiar with him? No. He was a former correspondent and writer on The Daily Show. Mm. He's a comedian. He's done plenty of other shows. He appeared on Mark Marin's podcast, WTF with Mark Marin. and he talked about how he got into this heated argument with Jon Stewart over a recurring bit that he felt was racially insensitive. Right, well. So apparently in 2011, Jon Stewart did an on-air impression of Herman Cain, who was running in the Republican primary for president. You, you may remember Herman Cain. I absolutely don't. <laughs> So anyway, Wyatt Cenac felt that the impersonation was a little weird and tried to get Jon Stewart to not do this follow-up segment he was going to do to bash Fox News since Fox News was calling Jon Stewart's impersonation racist. Uh So when Wyatt confronted Jon Stewart about this, apparently he got pissed, stood up, and started cursing at him, which is like very contrary to Jon Stewart's public persona.
1: Yeah, I was like, I feel like he's always just so happy.
0: It seems unlike him to get pissed at someone on his own staff who is just trying to be racially conscious and to bring up a different perspective because at the time, Wyatt Snack was the only black writer in the Daily Show writer's room. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you have to respect his point of view. I mean, no matter what, you should. Right. But he is trying to explain to you why this feels racially insensitive. Or at least, yeah. like he said a little weird. Yeah. Apparently after that incident, he spent another year at The Daily Show, but he f- he was like very alienated and uncomfortable the rest of his tenure there. Mm. Again, weird. You wouldn't expect that from Jon Stewart or The Daily Show yeah. culture. Yeah. So the revelation of this behind-the-scenes blow-up actually happened shortly before Jon Stewart's final show, which mm. is why it became a big deal. And for the finale of... Jon Stewart's time at the Daily Show they wanted to bring all the correspondence on so it became this controversy is why it's not going to show up mm. he ended up appearing on the uh-huh. finale and him and Jon Stewart did a little bit where they like awkwardly acknowledged the incident and that they're past it they they go back and forth saying you good? I'm good you, you good? I'm good <laughs> and it's also a reference apparently to a recurring bit on the Mark Maron podcast where Mark Maron says you good? So that's the scandal. It, it's not a huge deal, but it was a thing. And I actually remember when this happened because mm-hmm. it disappointed me. I'm like, oh, Jon Stewart. You're like, oh, he almost walked away unscathed. <laughs> but you <clears throat> never walk away unscathed in this business.
1: Mm-mm, that's Hollywood, kids.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that, that concludes celebrity uh, birthdays.
1: Cute, cute, cute. Yeah. So we just like choose a birthday of the week and we do like a cute little scandal on them. It's
0: really cute. I like choosing the birthday on the day of, if we can, on the day of recording. That that was weird that it kind of like worked out that way, but it really
1: did. A lot of like, I typed in celebrity birthdays of this week and like a lot of them were like babies who are on Disney channel. And I'm like, I don't know who you are. And like, you probably don't have a scandal yet. You're like four.
0: Or how about this? I type in celebrity birthdays and it will be a list of like 40 people and 35 of them are YouTuber Vine stars. Right. Yeah. Also, I noticed that I was like, oh God. All right, let's move on to our next segment. This is Celebrity Breakup of the Week, which is kind of sad. Yeah, so sad. And the Celebrity Breakup of the Week was Robert De Niro and Grace Hightower. No reaction? Okay.
1: (laughs) Well, I don't know who Grace Hightower is. (laughs) And I didn't know Robert De Niro was, like, with someone. Were they married? They
0: were married for 20 years. Wow. So, actually, this is... A time where I could kind of give you a rundown. A little breakdown of their relationship. Yeah, just tell me about it a little bit. Another mini-sode within a mini-sode, right? Yeah. So, they met in London at Mr. Chow in 87. And this was when De Niro was divorcing his first wife. And they began dating shortly thereafter, actually. They got married in 1997. Right. 97. They've been together for 21 years, basically. It's too long. (laughs) They had, Yeah, how does Dallas feel about that one? Oh. <laughs> they had a son in 98. But they actually separated in 1999, and De Niro even filed for divorce. Oh, wow. But the divorce never got finalized, and they renewed their vows in 2004. Wow. In 2011, they had their second child together, a daughter named Helen Grace. And this last week, they broke up. And this is a quote from De Niro on The Breakup. He said, Grace and I have two beautiful children together. We are entering a period of transition in a relationship, which is a difficult but constructive process. I feel bummed, man. I love De Niro. He's one of my favorite actors.
1: Yeah, well, they tried it once and it didn't work. So maybe this one won't work either.
0: Maybe. Until it gets finalized, there's still a shot, right?
1: Yeah. I believe in it. If they worked through it once, they can work through it again.
0: Yeah, we're rooting for you guys, okay? Grace and De Niro forever.
1: Is she famous? Is she like an actress or just like a normal?
0: She's just a normie. She's a normie. Just a normal person, right? Okay, not all of us could be podcast hosts and actors Mm -hmm. and actresses.
1: It can happen to anyone, you guys.
0: (laughs) Okay, our next segment is the celebrity hookup of the week. So we could celebrate a relationship maybe blossoming, beginning, right? And I, I guess I'll do another rundown because I know you don't know much about this one.
1: Yeah, you you sent me two names, and I was like, who and (laughs) Hoomst? Okay, don't lie. You know who Hoomst is.
0: Yeah, I don't know who the other person is, and I don't care about the first person. So, (laughs) Kendall Jenner and Ben Simmons. So for Rye, I'll explain who Ben Simmons is, because I know he knows who Kendall Jenner is. And if you're listening to this podcast, you have to know who Kendall Jenner is. It's impossible not to. Yeah, true. I don't care about her, though. Yeah, I know you don't. You're very I'm, anti-Kardashian and Jenner. I'm like very like defensive about it, too, which is annoying of me. Who's worse, Anna Nicole Smith or the Jenner-Kardashian clan? Okay, don't make me choose right now. <laughs> <laughs> choose so Ben Simmons, for you, Ryan, our listeners who may not follow the NBA, is a basketball player, NBA player, a great one at that. He's actually one of the best. Hmm. He's actually from Australia, too. Oh, an Aussie. So they actually started dating after Ben Simmons' season ended in May. And in July, according to Us Magazine, the two were dating and exclusive and inseparable. Ooh. They were hot and heavy over the summer. But there were, their relationship started fizzling, quote-unquote, in August, which, according to sources, was mostly due to scheduling, conflicts... Ben Simmons is a busy guy. he has to train for basketball. Kendall is a supermodel she's got modeling gigs all around the world or whatever she's doing, so they couldn't see each other very much she's ending race race riots with a Pepsi <laughs> that that's a tough
1: task that's a It takes a lot of time to literally end racism in America
0: Hand a person a Pepsi boom that's the time it takes wait what does this guy play for? <laughs> the Philadelphia Sixers <laughs> Once again, learning new terms every
1: day. You're like, what's a Philadelphia?
0: <laughs>
1: I know what that is. Do you now? I know what country a Philadelphia is.
0: Okay, I'm in. <laughs> it's a country, yes. Uh, so they broke up in September, though, after dating for four months. Hot and heavy. And Kendall, in September, was spotted hooking up with Anwar Hadid in a nightclub. Gigi Hadid's brother? Yes. But isn't
1: she friends with Gigi Hadid? Yes. Oh my god, so strange. Like, ew. Do you think I Gigi think... encouraged it? No way. No one's being like,
0: definitely go hook up with my brother, girl. You never know. Ugh, so strange. However, Kendall has been spotted at Sixers games this season. But here's where it gets funny. On Friday, Kendall sat courtside. And the Sixers lost at home to the worst team in the NBA, the Cleveland Cavaliers. So there's a new term for you, Cleveland. Have you heard of that word? I've heard of that one. Isn't that where um, LeBron James used to be? Yes, that country. Mm-mm. <laughs> Actually, funnily enough, Kendall's former boyfriend, Jordan Clarkson, plays for the Cavs. Okay. So here's here's another funny element. It was the Sixers' <laughs> first loss at home all season, so Sixers fans got super pissed and they started a petition on Change.org to ban Kendall
1: <laughs>
0: from, from uh, showing up at future home games.
1: I'll sign it. Where is
0: it? Change.org. I said it.
1: Oh, Change.org.
0: Does she just hop
1: around from basketball team to basketball team? She's like, who wants to marry? Like, kiss me? <laughs>
0: yes. Well, the Kardashian crew or Kardashian-Jenner crew has dated a lot of NBA players. Chris Humphries, Lamar Odom, Tristan Thompson. Jordan Clarkson, Ben Simmons. You could form a a starting lineup right there. Mm. You're like, what's a starting lineup?
1: (laughs) Yes, the starter starting lineup. My favorite type of lineup.
0: Yes. (laughs) She already broke up with them, right? Well, they broke up in September, but now they're hooking up. They're back. That's why they're the celebrity hookup of the week.
1: Yes, yes, we're on celebrity hookups. I was like, oh, we're doing a breakup again. Okay, so now they're hooking up again cuz she is sitting front row and is making them lose. I'm signing change.org.
0: <laughs> sign this it, is the, baby.
1: It's the first time I've ever signed a petition.
0: It seems important enough. <laughs> it's like they ask me all the time, sign a petition to help save the world from climate change, but this mm-hmm. is this is the petition I'm finally going to sign. I want the Sixers to finally win. <laughs> <laughs> it's near and dear
1: to your heart. <laughs> I just learned about them today, and I suddenly really care.
0: Who's your second favorite player on the Sixers? Um, The Sevens. (laughs) 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 I don't even know where to go from here. Uh, Next segment. (laughs) Okay, speaking of numbers, we're going to do a scale segment, but this scale isn't defined by numbers, people. This is defined by the level of shookness. We call this... The scandal scale. Ew. Dun, dun, dun. Did you hate that? <laughs> I hated that voice so much. <laughs> I wanted it to sound ominous, like there's like power to this scale, you know. However, we deem these scandals is is how important they are in the current scandal verse. There was old time Hollywood like movie trailer announcer. That was exactly what I was going for. Okay, so here's the scale shaken. That's the lowest level of shook you could be. Yeah, Shook, that's just shook. But if you're very shook, you're shooketh.
1: Shooketh.
0: All right, let's start with Kim Kardashian. Oh, God. Natural transition. (laughs) We just talked about her sister. (laughs) So this week it was revealed that she was high on ecstasy when she married music producer Damon Thomas in 2000 and when she filmed her sex tape with Ray J. She said, quote, I did ecstasy once and I got married. I did it again. I made a sex tape. Like, everything bad would happen, end quote.
1: Bitch, you're famous because of that sex tape, bitch. So everything good happens to you when you're in ecstasy.
0: Another element of the story, Ray J's camp says this is untrue and that she only smoked weed from a penis-shaped pipe. hmm (laughs) Well, why would she lie about doing ecstasy (laughs) what do you label this on the scale
1: I didn't know she was married before Um, once again don't know Um, I am what's the lowest one shaken shaken
0: yeah I'm shaken because I just don't care don't care bye next thank you next I'm just saying this I'm not shaken at all I'm really not so I would go shaken I am more shaken by the fact that Ray J has a camp still
1: yeah, like, who's working for Ray J still? Like, are they poor?
0: I'm legitimately shaken by that.
1: Yeah, I'm more shaken that anyone has reached out to Ray J's publicist to ask a question, so. And
0: awesome. that Ray J even has a publicist. <laughs> oh, I miss Ray J. Has Ray J been in the public eye in the last 14 years? Um. Yes, hello,
1: that one song. <laughs> what was that one song? Sick. I guess that was that, like 11
0: years ago, right? That was the best song, yeah. So I guess in the last 10 years, what's Ray J done? So I'm shaken because of that part of the story. Uh, otherwise, I don't really care. Kim could do whatever yep. she wants. Don't care. Like, you're a mom now. Please maybe don't talk about how much ecstasy you've done. Or talk just about it some more. They want to talk about it. Give us some more deets. All right, next uh, story. There were three major celebrity profiles this week. Like, very major ones. Yeah. Sean Mendez, Amanda Bynes for Paper Magazine, and Lena Dunham for The Cut. First and foremost, Amanda Bynes is on her way back. Come back, alert.
1: Um, love Amanda Bynes. Anyone who grew up in, like, the 90s, early 2000s, loves Amanda Bynes. She's all that? She's all that. That's me.
0: <laughs>
1: and... um. I was obsessed with the main banks growing up. Like I wanted to be her because I wanted to be on all that and have my own show. So I love her, um, but obviously we all know she had kind of a public meltdown. um, Probably like what 2012, maybe 2012, 2013. Yep. And she like kind of publicly meltdown on Twitter, and um, that probably will be its own Holly shook one day. I'm guessing. Yes, it could definitely be its own Holly Shake episode eventually. But also, I feel kind of bad, especially now after this article came out where she kind of explains herself. And she essentially was like... Because she like tweeted out a lot of like kind of mean things about people and she was kind of going wild on the internet. And she blamed it all on doing drugs. She said she was doing a lot of... like, She was just always high, smoking weed, Um cocaine. Uh, she said she never like did anything crazy like meth or like heroin or anything like that. But she seems to be doing really well. Her pictures look amazing. She's been going to fashion school at FIDM in LA. She wants to release her own full line of um, clothing. And she also wants to start acting again. Cause she loves it. She kind of explains all that and talks about at one point she literally goes like Twitter ruined my life. Like, You know, I did drugs. I kind of like went wild, but because I made it so public, it like really fucked up my life. And I just am really, she's like, I'm really apologetic to anyone that I hurt or offended um, during those times. But she seems to be doing really well. So I'm really excited for her to come back. And um,
0: if you haven't read that article, go read it. It's really, really great. And she looks amazing. I feel like Amanda Bynes was one of the first very public people to have a meltdown on Twitter.
1: Everyone wants Drake to murder
0: their pussy. She just happened to say it publicly on, on
1: the internet, but it's not that bad. That's the worst you could get. <laughs> so that was the first scandal, or that was the first um, one. How did you react to that? Were you shaken, shooketh, shook, shook, or shooketh?
0: Well, I guess all three major celebrity profiles put together, I'm shook on it. Okay. Of all the profiles, the one that shook me the most was Lena Dunham's, actually.
1: I haven't finished hers.
0: I didn't finish reading it. I only read half. It was fascinating. And it kind of illustrates exactly why Lena Dunham has the public persona that she does. And she becomes a little bit self-aware to like why she has had so many scandals in her own you know, public life. And, and why she hasn't been well-received. At some point she even says, like, I, I get why P- I'm not for everyone. I totally understand and she even explains why her uh, partnership her longtime partnership with uh, jenny connor uh her partner on girls why their relationship didn't work out why their working relationship didn't work out why apparently their friendship ended lena dunham says like i i feel like she's going to be a lot happier basically without me around and she doesn't have to deal with all of my like idiosyncrasies and all of the things that I tweet out and I get in trouble for or, like she may actually be happier and she goes into her, she's had a lot of health issues which made me very sympathetic towards her uh she's gone through a lot in the last year and a half i i she had a whole list of things like um fibromyalgia i want to say was one of them yeah. Not that part yeah, and, and she had a hysterectomy, and all these things she's going through, all these procedures, you know, one after the other, and she even says, I, I understand why it's difficult to be around someone who has all these health issues, which, yeah, you know, I'm empathetic towards, because that's awful, and that's when you need support the most, but it appears like Jack Antonoff, her ex-boyfriend, mm-hmm. is still there for her, and then there's parts where Lena Dunham's, like, her classic narcissistic self. Yeah, (laughs) you know, it was it was a a very, very fascinating piece, I thought, because the author wasn't afraid to not take jabs at Lena Dunham, but to, for example, at one point, the author mentions that she felt that maybe Lena was trying to, like, direct her own profile piece. Yeah, by being very intimate and, like, feeding all this information. She's like, so is Lena trying to manipulate this piece? That one shook me the most. I guess Sean Mendez's did as well. I felt really bad for him. I, I would say, I want to say this, Rye. Like, kind of tying all these celebrity profiles together. Mm-hmm. I feel like they all had like this common thread about how life of celebrity and being in the public eye is it's harrowing. Like, it's really scary. Yeah. It, there are certainly perks. But there is so much baggage too because of the constant scrutiny, which sometimes it's deserved in Lena Dunham's case, but in other times, like Sean Mendez's case, it's not really deserved. And yeah. that's why his profile shook me a little bit because this poor kid, he's just 20 years old, barely, barely out of being a teenager, and he talks about having panic attacks constantly. He talks about his depression and anxiety. It felt like that was a constant theme. Every other paragraph was a story, an anecdote about some panic attack or whatever, yeah. And it's all because of this hyper scrutiny around his sexuality, and he talks yeah. about being like overly obsessive about yeah. the way he talks, about the way he folds his legs, even. So I thought if we wanted to like lump them all together, because I think Amanda Bynes fits in this as well. It it's really interesting to see how the life of celebrity is is harrowing. It really is. It's not all yeah. you know peaches and cream.
1: Yeah. I mean, I got that too from it because, like, you you can't control your image, your public image, especially in the social media day and age. Because, like, there's just so much content and everything you say and do, every video that you record for every little media outlet or on social media or someone else's social media, like, is saved forever. And in, like, this crazy internet age where people are, like, stands of celebrities where they obsess There are people who just obsess over celebrities and follow their every move. You can't hide any bit of your life basically. And people are just very quick to judge and make their own opinion and idea about what your life is. And the Shawn Mendes one is really sad because you know, I've made my jokes about Shawn Mendes being gay too. Is that just my own fantasy because he's fucking hot as hell and (laughs) I feel weird about how much of a baby he is, but I'm so attracted to him like yes it's fun to make fun of that and to like make little jokes about him being like a little gay boy. But who am I to say? I've never met him. And I, you know, growing up as a closeted gay boy myself, I would hate when people would jump to a, like jump to conclusions about my sexuality. So I get where he's coming from. And on such a larger scale of, you know, billions of people around the world are obsessed with him. So it's pretty sad. And I think Amanda Bynes also said that, She was upset by a lot of people diagnosing her basically. The public diagnosed her with bipolar disorder and manic depression and all this craziness. And she was like, I never felt like I had a mental disability. I just was on drugs all the time. She's like, I was just crazy high all the time. And people like to diagnose that as
0: I'm a crazy person. And she's like, but I'm not. I just was a drug addict for a while. And she also talked about being self-conscious. She yeah. said how for six months she was really depressed after she saw herself as a boy and she's the man. Right. which it, is crazy. It struck this like, chord with her. Yeah. Then she saw some footage of herself as she was filming Hall Pass. And yeah. she felt like her arms were really fat. Yeah. And, and then she
1: said the Easy A EZA premiere and was really stoned. And she, that's when she decided to quit acting. because She was like, I hated how I looked in Easy A. And I, she said, I, f- I decided that I should never be on screen ever again if that's how I look. And I d- people shouldn't have to look at that. And I'm like, oh my god, but you're so gorgeous. And she's so good in Easy A.
0: <laughs> but there's probably a segment of people who overanalyze every pore, every angle of every photo shoot, and they'll criticize her looks for whatever reason oh the makeup's not on point oh this outfit isn't or maybe even body shame her yeah and i i can understand why that gets to you yeah and the lena dunham it has more to do with the things she says and the things she does and she, at one point she has this moment of self-awareness where she goes i wanted to name this pet rosa but I had to consider whether or not people would feel like I'm being insensitive because of Rosa Parks, but that's oh, yeah, that's the in the, the, the that's the position I'm in.
1: Yeah, I mean it comes with the territory of being famous, but it really sucks and it must be really hard because every little thing you say and do is going to be critiqued and you can't control that. And there's are people who are you know celebrities who are able to get past that and you know just not have it affect them. Um, But I'm sure it takes a lot of work because I can only imagine
0: how crazy that is. And by the way, certain things do deserve scrutiny and criticism. Like when Lena Dunham had the whole thing about Odell Beckham. You shouldn't assume that every guy, you know, needs to want to have sex with you just because you're having dinner with him at the Met Gala or or wherever it was. And there's different things that Lena Dunham says that certainly do. Deserves scrutiny, especially if you are trying to portray yourself as a thought leader, which totally at true. times she has. But now she's trying to step back out of the public eye a little bit.
1: I'm like, girl, just give us another like great TV series like Girls, and then I don't care what else you do. That's my other thing. I'm like, if, as long as you're like giving me content <laughs> and like proving that you're still good at what you got famous for, that's fine. But, you're, like, you're
0: very loose with the word great, but fair. Um, girls
1: series from start to
0: finish subtract the last episode start to finish loose (laughs) loose usage of that term as well
1: yes i'm sorry i'm over it
0: already (laughs) (laughs) okay let's move on to our last scandal in our little scandal scale segment julie chen moonvez yay this is close to you rye this This is close close to home for you
1: yay i'm so happy julie Chen Moonbez is coming back for another um, season. They're doing Celebrity Big Brother, and then she's gonna do one more, at least one more season of regular Big Brother. Her contract um, is one more season, but I'm sure she'll continue. And um, But that's she, not the scandal, Rai. Don't tiptoe around the scandal. I'm giving a freaking background. And the scandal is that she famously says from outside the Big Brother house, I'm Julie Chen. Good night. And then last season she started saying I'm Julie Chen Moonvez because her husband got fired from CBS for sexual allegations. And she said that in her first appearance after he got fired. Yes, yeah, she said Julie Chen Moonvez, and everyone was like, Oh my god, Julie Chen Moonvez. Like, that's not what she's called. She always goes by Julie Chen. But they're officially advertising it for this next season as Julie Chen Moonvez. The press but, release used the name yeah. Julie Chen Moonvez. Which I love because it's like her, like I'm sticking with my man, and I'm gonna like big middle finger to like the company or like the production company, whatever. Also problematic because sexual abuse allegations.
0: But so here's some background on this: Les Moonves was accused by six women. Six women came forward about instances in which he had sexually harassed or assaulted them. CBS even did an investigation. There was a piece written by Ronan Farrow. And then, of course, Julie Chen came out with that statement post-Luz Moonves' firing, and Julie Chen also quit CBS's daytime talk show, The Talk. Rye, I'm shooketh by this.
1: I'm shooketh because I'm surprised that the that CBS is willing to advertise her as Julie Chen Munvez after all that. But I love it. Julie Chen is an icon. Yes, Julie Chen. And I love that she's like causing drama.
0: <laughs> I, I love that she's causing drama because I love drama. But I don't love that she did this. And I'll tell you why. And it's very serious. So I don't believe... Women or, or anybody really should be held accountable for their partner's actions, especially if they aren't aware of them. But this level of defiance and expression of solidarity really does rub, rub me the wrong way, right? And look, I don't have a problem with Julie Chen supporting her husband. I understand it, even if I don't agree with it. But but I'm shooketh because I feel like there's a lack of empathy for the Me Too movement by doing this. I yeah. just I, I just think like, All of the Big Brother fans or even Julie Chen fans, by doing this, like, it just feels like she's thumbing her nose at them. And I'm not expecting—if her name was already Julie Moonves or Julie Chen Moonves, I wouldn't say drop the name Moonves. I wouldn't expect that, right? That's insane. But to, after the fact, add the name, to me, it's disrespectful to the importance of the Me Too movement and the people who have suffered.
1: Yeah, I agree when you think of it that way. But, you don't need to add the name but i think at the same time she that is her legal name and she didn't use it when he was the president because like conflict of interest and i'm sure she wanted to like not be like tied to her job just because her husband's like the president so in a way it could be just her being like well now he's not the president and i can use my full legal name <laughs> yeah that's exactly what it was uh, okay look in a personal <laughs> personal, and self... Not to be self- cynical, Rye, but... <laughs> no, 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 I totally get where you're coming from, and I agree, and it is kind of... It's a touchy subject. It's a touchy subject. Um, it could be really good for me because as you guys know, I do want to be on Big Brother and I'm going to audition again this year. So if this like kind of getting like talk behind the like show and people are like kind of paying more attention to it, then it could be like a huge hit of a season. So it could be really good for me. (laughs) And that's also why you can't talk badly about (laughs) Julie Chen Moonves. (laughs) Because I just like really love the show and support it and like I should be on it. So
0: anyway. Well, wow, that was a controversial way to end the very first bonus episode of Holly show. Like, very much not expecting that <laughs> <laughs> i definitely think uh this Maybe. is going to be polarizing i'm sure some people won't agree with me but hey <laughs>
1: well that was a really fun little um bonus episode that we just did
0: it was right i can't wait to do more of these next week you will be doing a regularly scheduled scandal are you ready do you know what you're gonna do absolutely i do not classic vintage vintage rye per usual absolutely. not knowing until the day before I always figure it out.
1: Um, yeah, so next week we'll still have our regularly scheduled, really fun, informative, drama filled Holly Shook episode that I'll be hosting. So um, get ready for that, and then we always appreciate some feedback. And um, if you have a segment idea, throw it at us. Segment ideas, you know, we're we're still you know um, workshopping this um, structure anyway. So if you guys have some ideas, we love listening to other people's feedback. I mean, we're pretty genius um, podcasters already, but we can definitely take feedback and maybe take it
0: into consideration. And we're not beholden to these four segments. We are going to mix it up. We're flexible. Real quick, Rai, I do want to say, next week, not only will we be releasing a Holly Shook Scandal, a classic, we will be doing our first ever Patreon exclusive podcast. Mm, Yes. So, reminder, go to patreon.com backslash holly shook if you want to support us and get your exclusive bonus podcasts it's gonna be lit y'all thank you guys for listening rye thank you so much for doing this with me
1: thank you this is so much fun i'm so excited about our new little adventure we hope you all join us next week bye and bye